Hey, what's going on, world? It's me again, Ethan Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Ping, with another Saturday Soulful Session of Expression Sessions, where we come through and we express ourselves to you, and you express yourself to us. And what do we talk about? We talk about all type of stuff. We talk about sometimes what's going on in current events and what they have to say, but we mainly focus on the mindset and the part that we play, or as I like to say, the part that you play and how you turn out and choose to have in your life today. So that's what we usually like to talk about and we like to say, and we hope that you come through, share this video, comment down below, and we make sure that you express yourself too. With that all being said, on my right, my love, my life, my wonderful wife, Kiki, what's going on, love? Nothing much. How's your day so far? Eh, you know, it's been a day, a little <laughs> bit of rucking as usual. I got out there my three miles today. I got to get used to this camera up here and right here, and I'm used to looking at you this way, but it's going to work out. I did my three miles today, kind of laid in bed a little bit, relaxed a bit. Then I came home, do what we normally do, cook, clean, get ready for the kids and the father, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That sounds like a day. Yeah, it's a day, but it's a day that we always make happen, make it get done. What about you? How was your day today? It was good. Kind of ran some errands and then... Came home to get ready for the show. Yeah. So that's pretty much my day in a nutshell. Okay, okay. Well, 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 well. Seems like, you know, everything turned out good. Uh, mindset, man. Murphy's Law, he tempted to show his face again today. Anytime you're doing something and you're looking to move and grow forward, something, the universe, <laughs> uh, the enemy, your mind, things always have something to say. Attempting to cause some type of delay. But here's what I say. You just continue to work anyway and know that if you put the work in, everything else is going to work itself out and it's going to be okay. Would you agree with that? Or do you got something else to say? No, I agree with that. Um, you don't always have control over your day, but you do have control over how you handle it. So Absolutely. You don't have control over your day, but you got control over what you say. And if you say the right things, then the right things happen for you. You could be upset, you could be mad, you could be sad, but that's not going to change the outcome of your life. So why not just be glad, you know? Yeah. Change the mind that was set before you. And um, I guess that's what we're going to continue on today. We're going to continue on this month, the mindset, and how things that were set in our life. If you tuned in last week or you got the late upload, go back and check it out. Watch it some more. And we talked about the mindset and how your mind has been programmed between a certain time and the basic patterns for everybody life and what we do, what we think is wrong, what we think is right, and just mainly how people go throughout their everyday life. So the basic mindset that was given to you, and if you go back, I also mentioned a guy named Dr. Bruce Lipton, American biologist, who talked about how our subconscious mind was programmed during a certain time from the ages of zero to seven. Most of us carry that till we get to heaven <laughs> or the other place, I guess. Yeah, it depends on what you put yourself in to the test, right? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you believe in something bigger than yourself. You believe you're going somewhere. So if you ain't going to heaven, you must be going to hell unless you're just going to be floating around in purgatory. But it's going to be whatever you set your mind to believe. 
Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a little too dark for her, you see. So we we're just me off guard with that. But. Hey, well, it's just what it is. You know how it go. Extemporaneous flow. It just depends <laughs> on what God gave me to say today. And with that being said, let me get this uh, prayer in so we can move on and get it out the way. Father, I thank you for blessing us to say what we need to say to let us do this thing in your way, that somebody may be blessed by the words that we say. Not judging what they see, but listening to what they hear. Hopefully they tuned in with their heart and not just their ears because I'm pretty sure if you say if you if they listen to me they'll hear you speak through me oh so clear and if they change their mindset I guarantee you 2021 will feel like a brand new year not just another new year's resolution for you to cheer for the first couple of weeks but God, who am I? I'm just here to speak, and hopefully I'll be used the way you want me to be used today. That's it. I'm through. That's all I got to say. You got something? Amen. Amen. Well, let's get right on to this, man. Last week, we was talking about the basic mindset and how do you battle back from that to get to where you want to set your mind to be. And it came back to me when I was thinking about that next B word, that battle, you know, that battle that you're going through is the, uh, a breakdown, something you have to get to to get to the best version of you. And I will uh, share a story with you. And probably the first time I share this with you, too, because I don't talk about a lot of Iraq stories or war vet stories. And, you know, how I just my mindset was, you know, once I left Iraq, that was it for me. It wasn't no 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 need for me to carry that that negative energy. So I'll talk about some of the battles that I went through that that tested me and how I was able to set myself free from those nightmares and those things that I had that that captured me. You got something to say? Because I'm gonna look up this definition to see. No, that's good. I'm I'm tuned in. Okay. Um, I've only uh, experienced the battles after math. Mm. What those battles? Um, how they affected you, I'll say that. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to hear the stories of... How they came about? Yes. You know, and that's pretty funny. Uh, here, let me pass you my notebook, or you you got it right there. Maybe you might have to keep me on time, but because that can stay in the middle. That that might be something um, to keep on your mind. You were saying you're interested to see, like, dealing with the aftermath of the battles. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of times what happened in a lot of people's life. Somebody else have to deal with the aftermath of the battles because we didn't get the battle right. We just gave up on the battle and didn't get to the next level of our life. We basically kept the same mindset that was programmed in us. But that's enough. What is a battle? A battle is a sustained fight between a large or organized armed forces. What's going on, Mike Diesel? How you doing out there? Make sure you click down below and share this video. I appreciate you. And also, a battle can be a lengthy and difficult conflict or a struggle. Now, that's the one I want to stay on. Let's play with that. Let's pop that bubble because we're not a sustained fight between large organized armed forces, but I'm going to talk about that in my story. But what I want you to get today is the lengthy and difficult conflict, a struggle that might be in your mind based off of what other people's had to say. Remember, we talked about the basic program that was given to you anyway. And now I'm going to give you three points this weekend about how to battle and break how to battle your way through. So you can break down what happened in your life before we go to the next step and rebuild a better version of you. So I want to say it was uh, 2006 is when it was. It's November the 4th, 2006. I could see it like it was yesterday. 
first firefight. Trust me, this wasn't Call of Duty. This wasn't a game that we was attempting to play. And here's the thing. I thought I was sweet because I had been over there about two months now. But the battle had never came to me. For y'all that don't know, when you go to war, it's not like the movies or the things that you've seen before. I had no idea what I was getting into when I went to Iraq. I mean, I understood that I might not come back. I understood that it was going to be a fight, but I didn't understood that battles could go on for seem like minutes, hours, days, nights. Or some battle may not even happen to a certain point in time and you feel like, man, I've been here half my life or I just ain't getting it right. What's going on? Ain't no battles or too many battles tonight. Metaphor, army and the struggle of your life. Because my first night when they told us to get prepared for the battle, nothing really happened. And then those rockets and mortars started to come in and our building, it started to rattle. We wasn't fighting against nobody else at that time because it was far away. But we was fighting in our mind. Like, yo, okay, this is for real. These people not here to play. So even where I sleep didn't feel comfortable for me. It wasn't until I really got out on the streets of Iraq where I was really out on the streets where I felt like I could be the best version of me. Where I could feel like I could use the training that was prepared for me. I didn't train to sleep and let the battle get me. Mm. And some of us, we still sleeping on the battles in our life and thinking that we just going to wake up and everything is going to be all right. Mm. But let me tell you something about the cobwebs that come sometimes in your life when you fighting in this battle and you hoping to save your life. So earlier in this story, I was talking about my first firefight on November the 4th. It was a normal day in, in, in Iraq. Well, well what, what normal can be is about a probably 9,500 degrees in November. So what do we do like we normally do? We left out of the gate, me and the 2-3, our whole squad, our whole crew. We left out the gate to head down to the police station to do what we had to do, which was really go train some local Iraqi police, go check out some neighborhoods and see what's the beef, see what's going on. But it was something about this day that was different when we went down the street. And I want to say that was wrong. Uh, the route, the, the name just not coming to me. It might be in route wild, but I, I don't remember. So we go down the street and it was almost a, a usual normal day. But when we got to the police station, something was different. And, and, and uh, it was more of a chaotic sort of way. Usually when we come to the front gate, they're happy to see us and they're greeting us and they're asking for stuff. But this time it was more of a chaotic way. They were running around and nobody really had much to say. So the first thing we thought, well, let's find out where the commander is at. We know he know exactly what's going on and, you know, we can find out what's, what's what, right? So as we get up to the police station, as we go through the serpentine fence, one of the second lieutenants, I guess somebody else in charge, he came out and he ran up to us and he was like, you know, where's the squad leader, which was Sergeant Kibby, you know, and we like, hey, what's going on? And he all frantic. He like, our guys have been attacked. Our guys have been attacked. And we like, oh, snap. Where at? Let's, let's go. It's finally time. Now, 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 let me let me tell you why this state was in my mind. I'm combat infantry. I'm supposed to go get my CIB. That's when it was an old school take fire, return fire, not just get blown up. E. So it's a difference. CIB, you you understand combat infantry badge. They understand what I'm talking about. But now I had been here for two months. With no battle besides the battle not to get blew up when I slept at night and the building would rattle. Now the fight is really coming our way. 
But we have no idea how long this thing gonna last, or that you know it's for real. This uh, we knew it's for real, but we knew all our training where we went, and it wasn't no time to play. So we go down the street and we follow the IP to the destination to this house, and we come up and we see a big, beautiful home, like beautiful home, something you would see in Hollywood. And I want to say the glass windows might have been eight to ten feet tall, but they were all shot up, and it was a lake out in the back, and it was just, it was amazing to see. But when we rode up to this house, our squad leader jumped out of his truck so casually because we had had these false threats before and thinking, all right, here we go. We just walk up, knock on the door, see what's going on, right? He goes through the gate. And it's 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 an eerie feeling. I'm still sitting inside of my vehicle at this time as I'm calling up on the radio, giving a report, salute report, letting them know what's going on and, and, and what we see. But within three seconds, within 30 seconds, he came run back out that gate breathing <laughs> like somebody was after him. You oh see? Oh, my goodness. And when he came out the gate, we really understood why, because you could hear the shots being fired, but you didn't know that they was that close. Yeah. Now this wasn't no, this wasn't makeshift. This was a fight that we was in and it was, you know, it, they were doing the most. All right. Just, just to say the least. But for me, the battle hadn't, it didn't start yet because I was in charge of radioing up to hire to let them know what was going on. So I had to stay sitting in my track. I was losing my mind at that time because I wanted to get out my track and run, get it on. And matter of fact, you see my driver, Hedger, he left me. <laughs> he left me. Oh my this goodness. is the second time being in Iraq. And he was used to what this sound of attack and what the battle was like. And he had his mind set just for that. When I hear the battle, I'm going to attack. Mm. Most of y'all hear the battle in your life and you don't attack anyway. And then you sit back and wait and be wondering, asking God, why? what's all these games? Why are people playing? No, 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 no. Some people are willing to take the fight to the battle. Some people let the battle break them. Mm. And this is what happened as we continued on through this mission. Kibby ran in the gate. He came back out and he was like, oh, man, we need vehicles in there. Hedger jumped out the truck before I could tell him to drive anywhere because he was driving for me that day. And he jumped out the truck, closed the door, and got on the stack so they could rush through the gate. Mm. <laughs> so, it's like it's go time. Yeah, it's go time. <laughs> it's go time, and it's go time, and it's time for you to do something different in your mind when it's go time. Yes. Hedger goes through the gate, and I figure I got to move over into the driver's seat because the vehicle that I have is like a SWAT vehicle, so this will protect them more than them being just on their feet. So as we driving down through the yard, through this beautiful complex, you see, there was a rocket sitting right next to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can laugh about that right now because back then, the rocket, I couldn't see. But luckily, my guy that was driving on the gun that day welded him because the other guy was on leave. He happened to spot that and pointed out to me, hey, Corporal Smith. Is that a rocket over there? It's a cartouche rocket that was sticking in the ground that hadn't exploded. We hadn't even got into the firefight yet, but the battle had already started in our mind and physically in our life. But I, I'm going to speed this up so I don't have to keep you here all night. We hit this house and we cleared this house. Making, making, what do I mean when I say clear this house? We cleared the house, meaning no one was in there. We went through every room. Before you know it, we was all chilling with our feet up like the people that just did it at the Capitol with our feet up sitting in a chair. That's what we was doing. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying. Somebody house, it was already ruined. So we came in and we made our way. Hooligans, we, we, wasn't, we wasn't there to play. Anyhow, 
we're uh, doing what's called BDA. That's when you're assessing the damage that you did that day from the firefight, from the play-by-play, right? Okay. So we're actually sitting there taking a little break. And then Hedger, who left me, who was outside on security, yes. came in and told me, hey, Corporal Smith, we got a call on the radio. They want to know if you can go down to the side of the lake. Small arms fire. We still in the battle. We starting to take. Oh, cool. We about to get into a fight anyway, because I ain't shot my gun yet. <laughs> it's been like two months. <laughs> I hadn't been having no fun yet. I had just been driving around waiting to get blown up. Oh, my. I mean, that's what it felt like, because when you in the battle, you waiting to see what's going to happen. Iraq is different than the battle with your mind. See, in Iraq, we didn't have to fight, fight. We didn't fight firefights and, and get hit by IEDs all the time. A lot of the times when we're in Iraq, the battle was in your mind. Mm. Thinking, am I going to make it home today? Yes. Is this going to be my day? Will, will I follow the, the, the ROE and the rules that set before me? Will I do something right that can control my team? So the battle was fighting in your mind long before the bullets started to fly. Wow, The battle was fighting in your mind and relationship long before that person broke your heart or scarred your eye. Mm. Because you get those red flags and tell you don't go down that road. But then you go down that road anyway, you blame other people as in if you wasn't told. Mm. So anyhow, we go down this two-lane track to get to the back of the beautiful house that was all shot up, you see? And when we get to the back, it's like Fort Mud Village behind the beautiful house that we were fighting at that time. Now, we go to these mud villages and we one, two, three. We clear the houses that we see. But we still taking small alarms like sniper fire from somewhere, not knowing that it's a river down there. Mm. Now, the sniper fire is coming from somewhere down by the river, and he's down there by the fourth house that's on the side of the, the uh, let's say, about 50 yards, the length of a football field from one house to the next. He's down there, so we got to go clear that too. So a team gets set. They go crossing one, two, three, one, two, three, or two at a time, right? So everything's sweet. They go, the guy get away, everything is fine. He get away. We like, all right, cool. We didn't clear it. Let's come on back. So we figured they got away and they were gone, and that was that. But as our team started to break contact and come back to us, we took another shot, and we thought somebody was lost. Because as they hit the ground, you seen nothing but dust. Mm. And then he got up and he said, holy shit, that was close. <laughs> and that's what he said. And that happened to be Hedger, who left me from the first firefight, you see. He always was in the action and in the battle, no matter where we was at, G. Some people are willing to attack the battle and not let the attack back thee. Let the battle attack thee. That's all we talking about is how to get through this battle. And I'm using this story. Now Hedrick gets up and after he says everything, oh shit, that was close. And everybody got their breath again. And we was like, okay, the fight is real. Now we start taking sporadic, sporadic small arms fire. Meaning shots just coming from all over everywhere. Not knowing that it was a unit on the other side of the river that was in the firefight too. So the bullets that they were shooting at, they were fighting with the enemy was coming around us and you know, they were just coming through. Right? Mm. So the commander gave the, gave, the, gave the word to fall back to the trucks. Because we usually in Humvees. Fall back to the trucks. So you know, some people in position, some people still down on their knees and they waiting to see. Some people get up and just break contact, fall back. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm out. They just break contact far back and they ain't looking back. 
I'm just being serious because I told you that. You got to fight the battle in your mind before you fight it physically. Yes. So people broke contact and they went back to their vehicles, but we still had two more people that needed to get back. Two or three more people, right? Mm -hmm. So as I'm waiting to see the last two get back, which was our PL and one of our team leaders, waiting on them to come back, I realized, yo, we gonna need some more firepower for this. Cause whoever is out here, they got us dialed in and this ain't good. Mm. And this ain't what we trained for. And then plus I'm from the hood. So I figured we got guns, they got guns. <laughs> you know what it's time to do, right? Take the fight to them. Cause they taking the fight to you. So anyhow, as we go through this lengthy, difficult struggle and we go back and forth, I make it back over to the truck and I go get my uh, squad leader. As a matter of fact, and you know, Sergeant Kibby. Yeah, I'm saying that. He know who he is. I go get my squad leader as I run back and I go to the truck and I snatch open his door and he looked and he was just looking. He was he was looking days. He was looking off in, off in the days some ways, but it was okay. I'm like, sorry, Kimmy, sorry, Kimmy. And he snapped out and he's like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, we need to move the truck. We need to get the 50 cal over here. We need to move the truck. And he was like, all right, all right, all right. I was going to drive the truck, but before I could move, he moved and he moved the truck. And I had his gunner on the 50 cal. And as we drove into the side of the house, I started to point out where I wanted him to shoot at, right? Mm -hmm. And I and I'm moving around, yeah, for the sake of time. And I started pointing him out where I want to shoot at. And in between these two houses, it was a patch of grass, and you could see the the uh, gas, the gases that comes up from a machine gun when it's releasing the uh, pressure and everything. So that little gas stream made the trees move when everything else was still. So I'm like, oh, okay. I can see you. I can't see you, but I can see where you're shooting from. Yes. Every time it fires, this is what happens. Yes. So we took some more small arms around. I'm like, hey, Rosie, next time that go down, next time he stops firing, I want you to open up with the 50 cal. And he like, where? I'm like, right there. And Rosick opened up with the 50 cal like nobody's business. Mm. And that battle that was ended that day. Mm. And that was something that we won. But why am I telling you all that? about the battle and how we had to overcome that, had how we had to really come back. I had been in Iraq two months and I had got complacent, thinking that nothing gonna ever happen to E. We not gonna get into no fights. This was a waste of volunteering, G. Mm. I done came all the way over here and I'm infantry and I don't get my CIB. <laughs> now that was a battle I was gonna have to deal with and face within me. Yes. I don't know the battle that you went through or what you had to do. Say, for example, like the battle that you had to go through to get your certificate. You had to do that three times, but you had to do it for you because you couldn't sleep. You wouldn't ease right if you quit or that thing beat you. It would have dread. It would have beat up your mind. Absolutely. So that's what it was like for me in Iraq during that time. If I wouldn't have never volunteered, I, I don't know if I would be here to talk about this today. So anyhow, we got into that firefight and Rose had laid him down. And I got back to my room and it, 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 I, I realized why I had this downcast, this frown up on my face. I realized I could have lost my life that day. Yes. And that was a feeling of how do I come back from this? What, what do I do after this? Because now I got another nine months of this. Mm. And a lot of the time when I was in that first firefight, what I didn't discuss, a lot of those bullets was a near miss. A lot of those relationships that people get in was a near miss. Some almost took you out, ruined your life. You thought you weren't going to ever be able to get back right. 
because of the mindset that was programmed in your life and you never really fought your way through the battle all day to make it through the night. I've been there too. That's another story when I got ambushed, but I'll share it with you because that's a battle that we had to go through. But I thought about that when I, and, and, and as I'm talking to you and I got the picture of my in my face of, you know, what Kibbe was Kibby was looking like. And I and I might have made a fun of him the very next day. Like you froze up and he was like, yeah, whatever. Get up out of here. Well, what you gotta say? And I realized that although we had been preparing for battle for months, we had never been in battle until it came that day. Yes. See, you could prepare for something all your life and not be prepared to do it when things go wrong and they don't turn out right. You want me to talk about it? We could talk about it. Now you can see me good under the light. Last week, I didn't see me so good because I was sitting in the dark and I didn't know how to do it right. Last week, we didn't have the sound. It was a battle. We was trying to figure it out. Tonight, we got the sound and then we lost the sound, it feels like. But it was a battle. We still had to figure out how to do it right. But here's the thing and the same thing that happened in Iraq. Nobody made fun of each other. Nobody pointed the finger about who did something wrong. We just said that this is a battle that we must overcome. And I posted on my page, Murphy's Law won again. But guess what? The show goes on. <laughs> the, the show goes on. Like, you've lost many battles in your life. Fortunately for me, my first firefight, November the 4th, when I got back to my room, I realized I won that night. Because I was able to go back home and think about what I did wrong and the next time how to do it right. Yes. Every day that you wake up, you in the battle fighting for your life. It says it, excuse me, a lengthy or difficult conflict or struggle. When you wake up, you almost feel like an NBA player. Side, you ain't in the bubble, you on Earth's bubble. Figuring out how to get down, how to get out, how, how to do it your way. Break, break the basic mindset that was given to you, and, and now you have to figure out this game that life is attempting to play. But you battle in this thing every single day, and until you figure out the games or the words to say for you to get through, then this might be a battle that you feel like you're losing too, boo. Indeed. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> you just be looking and tuned in like, yeah, you just, that's so awesome right there. <laughs> Anyhow, looking at Kibby that day and that look on his face, and like I said, it was it was something that, that stayed and it, it will never, it will never go away. It will never go away because that day I really learned that I was a soldier and this wasn't no more games. I was, we wasn't here for play. Whether you agree with why you was there or whether you didn't agree why you was there, this was a battle that wasn't it wasn't taking those sides. Everybody was in the way. Mm. Everybody was in the way. And when you in life every day, this thing called life is a battle and a struggle and a game that you should not play with. You have to figure out how to come back from the things <laughs> that 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 made you feel like you was out of whack. How did I how did I overcome that? How did I overcome that freeze, you know, that that nervousness, that shaking in our knees when the first firefight happened to me? 
I was prepared for that. So I went back to the training that was birthed in me mm. or that was trained in me during the basic training and then training for the battle that I was getting ready to go see. See, a lot of y'all don't prepare for the battle in this thing called life. You just waking up, waiting on life and hoping that it's going to be all right. Yeah. But life is saying this is a battle every day and night and I'm going to punch you in the face anyway. Regardless to what you say, it's all about what you do. What you say plays a very important part, too, because what you say is going to help you act on what you want to do. If you say the right things, then you start to overcome the battle within you. But it starts by what you say to you. So I had to figure out how do I how do I come back from the things that I learned in Iraq? How do I come back from from the from the position that I was in behind a little bush that wouldn't stop no bullets? Oh, my God, that was. Yeah, that would have caused a heart attack if you get to watch that on video. Oh, mm. Jesus. But how do you come back from those things? When you in that battle, how do you break down this thing and, and see what, what do I need to do? You know, when I went to Kibbe, he looked like he was feeling lost. I felt that too, because when Hedger hit the ground, I didn't know what to do. I thought that was it for him. Yes. And around and the people around me did too. But we had to figure out how to come back and how to game plan and how to strategize and, and really trust what we've seen with our eyes and then trust our training and the preparation that we did for the person that was shooting at us that was also oh well here. Hmm. But it was still something that we had to do in order to succeed. Yeah. And that's the same thing that I'm saying to you. See, my battle might have been in Iraq that day. Your battle might be in your job or something that your kids or something that your mom or your dad or your grandma or somebody had to say so many years ago. Now you struggling with this thing day to day and you don't feel like you could do it no more. <laughs> what if we would have just gave up after the first shots came in? Iraq would have been a long, a long time for us, something that we felt like we could not win. I ain't like a snake. I don't get to shed no skin and do it again. We won't mm. get nine lives. Mm. This got one life. This a test. You hoping to win. But you got to face the biggest battle of your life, and that's the battle within. Yes. And if you don't face the battle within, you will never live the, the best version of you. If you don't face the battle within, you will never live the best version of you. Figuring out how to come back from those things that beat you and over had you feeling lost or feeling like overcame you, that's what you called to do. You have to game plan for the life that you say you want, boo. What was my game plan when a person had us targeted in? Go back to the truck. Go back to the truck. That's where the heavy weapons is at. That's what that's what you brought them for. You use a protection that got your back. Go back to the truck. Maybe your Bible is where the, where the weapon is at. Mm. Go go back to the truck and understand that this battle that you win is not going to be an easy win. You got to go back and get the extra protection to help you through. Go back to the truck. Go back to the prayer closet. Go back to your friends, your, your good, wise counsel friends. Yes. Who, who you can talk to, who can help you through. Go back and talk about what you what you feeling lost about, how you come back from that. Get with somebody that can help you give a game plan that get right back on track. When I went back to the truck, I wasn't disrespectful to Kibby. I just told him this is what I believe we need to do to help us get through. And that's exactly what we did. And it worked out. I went to the truck because that's where the heavy weapons was. And when you bring out the heavy weapons, everybody that was high and is no longer well hid. 
Because when that 50 cal get to talking and sparking, <laughs> this thing that I call a lid, it'll come right off the top of my head. It'll come right off the top of my head. But if you think too long, you blink too strong, in that firefight, you might be dead. And in life, if you think too long, if you blink too strong, you might feel like you dead too. Because these battles that come every day seems to overcome you. But it's three ways that you get through. You sit down and you come up with a, a, a thing that you can come back from. Or what have you overcome? Why, why was you feeling so lost? How do, I, how do I get it right? Sit down. Game plan for your life tonight. You know that the battle is going to come for you. But if you create a game plan of something that you can do, of something that, that, um, of something that keeps, keeps you peaceful, something that grounds you. Yes. Maybe it's God's word that helped you get through. Well, what I didn't mention, though, to you is Psalms 23 is what helped me, G. Because I read it every day before I went out to possibly get in the battle for me. Mm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Thy ride, thy staff, thy comfort me. He making me to lie down in green pastures and, and, and other stuff. I ain't pull it up, but that's a lot of it. You got the point. <laughs> you got the point. That was a battle that I had to win every day to repeat that to myself because I knew that the battle that was a part of my physical self could take me up off the shelf. Yes. So I really won the battle mentally before I got out there and had to fight it physically. And that's what I'm saying to you. That's what you have to do. You have to win your battle mentally before you have to go out there and fight it physically. You are able to come back from all those things that, that, that felt so whack in your life. I was able to come back from the cobwebs of my life from when I didn't do things as, as people said was right. I had to battle through. You got to battle through in order to get to the best version of you. Can you think about some things that you feel like you had to battle through? Oh, yeah. Lots of things I could think about. One that comes to me that was a huge battle, I would say, was my divorce. Ooh. Our divorce. No, um, your divorce. I was, I'm gone a long time ago. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that was a huge battle for me because I felt like I fought the good fight and I felt like I lost that battle at times. Um, cause I never wanted a divorce, but, um, like you said, I had a game plan or I developed a game plan and mm -hmm. I got through it and here we are, you know, full circle married again. So having a game plan is very, very important because if you don't, you can find yourself, um, in a situation of depression or, now you feel like you're less than a person because a lot of people believe that their marriage or their relationship is what defines them. Mm -hmm. If I get in a relationship or I have a sec uh, a successful marriage, then I'm somebody not knowing that that's not really who you are. Absolutely. It's something that you have with another person, but it doesn't define you. It's not who you are. And I had to learn that. So that mm. was a big battle for me. You know, being mm -hmm. a single parent was another battle for me. I never um, full-fledged had become a single parent after my divorce. So that was another battle, learning how to manage my emotions, manage my children's emotions and 
get us through to a place of peace so we can function in our day-to-day life. So there are many battles, you know, going for my bachelor's degree, another battle, you know, you're raising kids and you're working and you're, you're going to school to better yourself and you're, you're having to figure out how do I juggle all these things or how do I balance it or what's my game plan so I can be successful as much as I can in every arena of my life. So battles come in all shapes and sizes. They come um, and they look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a support person, I would say that's great. Talk to that person. You know, don't get too many opinions because then it can make you confused. And I like what you said earlier about the wise counsel, Mm -hmm. because everybody talking in your ear is not wise counsel. Some people are coming from a place of hurt and brokenness and they give you their opinion. You take it on and you're like, well, why didn't that work for me? Because it wasn't working for that person. They they mm-hmm. gave you their opinion out of their brokenness. So mm-hmm. you do really have to be careful who you're getting your counsel from um, when you're developing your game plan. I would say read. I read a lot. It's almost like you're reprogramming your mind. Mm hmm. Um, You talked about how we're programmed from ages zero to seven. And a lot of that stuff you bring into your relationships with other people. It's like, oh, well, in my house, I grew up, we did it this way. And that person was like, well, when I grew up, we did it this way. And so now you have two people with two different points of view. Like my bow tie cricket. Attempting to um, bring both of their, you know, Mm -hmm. their background stories. And sometimes it just doesn't work. So... I would say when you're creating your game plan, make sure that, you know, you have books that you can read and a support person or group or Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we try to do things on our own and it's tough, you know? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I think about you being in a battle in Iraq and how that could have been really scary if it was just you against this guy. But you had a crew. You had a a platoon, you had a battle buddy, you had, you know, y'all had all these, um, y'all could depend on each other and what you didn't think about, maybe they thought about, or, you know, what strategy you thought to use, maybe they were like, well, let's try this. So it's always great to have someone that you can bounce ideas off of, or just to vent, just to get that thing out. Journaling is great. I'm not a big talker, but I like to write. So she's been going for seven minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that journaling is great. If you're not a big talker and you like to write journal, write your thoughts down. And I would say use them as a, a tool of reflection because I would do that. I would read them sometimes, especially months later. And it's like, okay, this is where I was two months ago and this is where I am now. And it helps you to kind of gauge where you are mm-hmm. and how much, you know, you want to tweak your plan. Because mm-hmm. plans aren't always concrete. You can Ooh, tweak them, you know? Yes. You create a plan and then you're like, okay, this worked and that didn't work. So I'm going to shift some things, uh-huh. take some things out and put some things in and then, you know, mm-hmm. keep on reworking it until you get that plan that works for you. And I like the part that you said earlier about having a plan that brings you back to your center, which could be exercise, which could be meditation. I did meditation um, during our time of divorce and it was great. Um, It was difficult at first because it's almost like you kind of get your mind to quiet down. But 
really it's just taking yourself back to a place of peace where you can refocus yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what am I faced with and how do I get myself to a place of peace? You know? Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's powerful. And it it is, it's those steps, you know, what a battle is, it's a breakdown. It's, it's a breakdown in your mind. It's a breakdown in your body because you're dealing with something that's not working the way it normally would work or you think it should work. I mean, it's exactly that. It's a breakdown. It's a, it's a difficult or conflict or struggle. And a lot of times when something breaks down, it does cause this conflict. When your car breaks down, it's conflict of interest. Where you looking to go, how you got to get there. Now you got to bum a ride or maybe you got to uh, use Uber and Lyft, money that you don't have. Or your car would have been fixed, right? Oh, well, anyhow, another story. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a breakdown. And that's what a battle is. But in that breakdown, in that battle, if you follow the those three steps, I'm guaranteeing you that, and I don't want to make guarantees, but I am, I'm going to make it today. You're going to come through that battle. If you look at the battles that you've previously come back from, look at the things that you've happened, that you've done before. Yeah, in Iraq, I hadn't had any previous battles that I've came back from, but I had plenty of training scenarios that prepared me for the battle. Well, how did I do this? How did I do that? Oh, 50 cal, heavy weaponry, heavy machinery. So I've came back from these type of obstacles before. You might have been, you know, broken up with in elementary school. So it wasn't the first time you got broken up with when you was 22, 32. Don't let that part of the old mindset continue to bog you, bog you down when you've already battled that and came through. So look at the battles that you came back from that you've made it through. And then, you you know, after that, you might be feeling lost. You might feel like you don't know what to do or where to go. My wife said it earlier, talk to people and find people around you that have overcome some battles too. So when you feeling lost, get a support crew with you. That's what you're supposed to do. I talked about it earlier. We've been battling with sound since we came downtown. Paradox Studios is doing a great job. We keep up the same happy vibe. When it's a crew for you to go through and you feeling lost and you don't know what to do, I just watched it happen. I watched the two engineers talk, you know, take turns and go to YouTube University and figure it out. It's a battle that you go through. So you come back, you look at the battles that you've overcome and that you've and that you done before. When you're feeling lost, you go get with the crew who've won some battles some more too. And then the next and the final thing you have to do, you have to game plan. You have to game plan to be a better version of you. You shouldn't lose to the same battles that kept you trapped, boo. You just shouldn't continue to lose to the same battles. Last story from Iraq. When we would go out on mission, they would set up these things called EFPs, exploring for, exploring form, explosive form projectile, right? And this was part of the battle that they was using to win a lot. You know, it would knock out our armor. It would do all type of stuff. So what we did, what we game plan to do is we used these things called rhinos, which was just a box with some plugs in it and some other things to heat up because the EFPs was set off by infrared or all type of other things. So our game plan was to set up this thing to defeat that to where it'll set off early and it'll aim at a certain part of the truck instead of just targeting right at the guy that's sitting there, right? Mm -hmm. We had a game plan to get around that and it was able to overcome that. But what did the enemy do? They came up with a new game plan too. Mm. 
And then you always adjusting. And that's what happens in the battle when you going through. See, the war is huge, but it's the battle that gets you. When you think about the Civil War, you think about the Battle of Gettysburg. You think about the Battle of Vicksburg. But that wasn't the whole war. Those was the battles that determined the war. So what battles are determining the war in your life? Hmm. Which battle have you overcome? Which battle have you looked back to to see how you came through? Which crew are you talking to when you feeling lost in your battle? And then what game plan are you giving yourself to move forward today so you can get through the battle regardless to what they say, how it comes at you, how you feel? You know that if you just keep moving forward, or as Pastor Jim say, if you don't quit, you win. So regardless to how you feel, if you keep in the fight, then the battle, you got control, you take the wheel, and that's a fight that we all can heal through. Because that's what I had to do. I had to realize I came back from divorce with my parents. When I was feeling lost, I had to go talk to people at the VA and talk to my wife. Then I made a game plan to go to counseling to get my mind right. That's why you see me and I'm smiling so big, you wouldn't know that I was in these type of war stories or in these type of fights unless I told you sometime during the day or the night. For the battles in my life, I had to break them down in order to get my life right. And, I, and I'm saying the same thing to you. You can do this thing too. Your war may not be Iraq, but your war may be inside of you. Maybe somebody abused you. Maybe somebody cussed at you. Maybe somebody lust after you. Maybe somebody pushed you to do something that you didn't want to do. And it made you feel uncomfortable being you. But it's something that you came back. It's something that you came through. It's someone that's feeling lost that's around you. But if you talk to them about what you're going through and you game plan too, this battle will be through. And I'm going to leave you with this and I'm going to close on this. In the Bible, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. What does that say to me? The battle is internal, G. So if you win the battle in the spiritual realm within you, then the physical can't hold you, boo. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So go through the battle that you need to go through in order to get to a better version of you. That makes sense, boo? That makes a lot of sense. Well, she said it makes sense, so I guess I'm done. Hopefully this motivation and inspiration was something for your situation to free and relax your mind as if you are on a vacation. I need y'all to do me a favor and share this station with at least three of your friends. Tell them every Saturday, Paradox Studios, 7 p.m. Central Time. Tune on in. Because this expression sessions. And if you follow this play-by-play on your mindset, this thing called life and this battle... You will win. Now I'm done talking for real. Good night. That is the end. Peace. <laughs>